Welcome to Sunday Showcase. The following audio drama is rated PG-13, suggesting that children under the age of 13 should listen accompanied with an adult. Welcome, everyone, to the second day of MadCon. Uh, I am Tony, the marketing director of Fasting Nonsense, and I am joined by Greg of uh, Ghost on the Train. How are you? I'm all right. Uh, as as was remarked upon uh, before before we started uh, this panel, I've got a little bit of morning voice uh, going on. A little bit. I'm kind of recovering from it, I think. But um, yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm 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 emotionally and physically, I am good. I just I just sound a little bit like. Oh. It's it's a, it, it is definitely a little like like trollish. It's really really awesome though. <laughs> like I've never <laughs> talked to you before like noon, and like you popped in, you're like, hey, good morning, and I'm just like, whoa, what's up, guys? <laughs> Where does that come from? Can you like, can I have some of that? Because like I can't do voices like that very well. Putting the he and he they. Um. <laughs> the morning I feel a little bit more he than they. <laughs> um, that's um, today's theme is finding your audience. So yesterday we talked a lot about a lot of theoretical stuff about how do we push the boundaries of narrative and storytelling and getting uh, better improv and pushing your players. And, um, and like, where does this, uh, genre of podcasting go from there? Right. Um, you know, we are very limited in the medium that we have access to. It is just audio. And so how do we take that to the nth? Is it possible? Um, and we, we came to some really interesting conclusions yesterday and, um, we'll get into that in just a bit. You were there for, um, a bit of that, Greg. So I'm sure you've had a, you have a lot of, of, of stuff that you'd probably like to add to that. Um, today is uh, finding your audience, so I'll just go through the schedule real quick, and then I would love to just talk a bit more about yesterday. At oh god, I could talk about yesterday. I could talk about I. I got a general thoughts on on audience finding and oh, exciting. <laughs> and, 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 and Do you see how bright the second monitor is? Like it is. Yeah, uh, you've been. <laughs> uh, it's blinding. Oh, <laughs> uh. so. Um, at 11.15, um, it is Organic Marketing for Podcasts, so John Evans of Gather the Suspects and I will be talking about how to like use your website and social media and things like that to just kind of grow and reach your audience, and that's something... They're that, in the middle of uh, some crowdfunding, too, oh, right? Oh, yeah, and uh, speaking of which, at 2 o'clock is a panel on crowdfunding um, that I'm moderating with um, Ed Jowett, who actually runs a... or has a very large... Um, collection of like tabletop games that uh, he's made, I believe, through crowdfunding, um, and has uh, dabbled now into the audio drama world and um, comic world. Um, I'd be very, I'm very interested to learn a bit more about that because I don't know a lot about Ed. Um, and then I'm also joined by Aaron Lundquist again. Um, Aaron has actually been on a, an interesting side of crowdfunding, not actually the public crowdfunding, but actually sat on the like pitch. Um, like pitch by creating pitch packets for private investment, and so I'm sure there's actually quite a bit of preparation stuff that goes in that that has some overlap. So it'd be interesting to see her side of things there. Uh, we have a uh, at 3:45 we have non-podcast content. So basically, once you have your audience, what do you do with them when you're not actively making a show? Uh, for you, Greg, you know you have a show that's relatively active all the time. It's um, it, it's not a serial show uh, with seasons that has in and out of production. It's when you guys have time, you play, and then when you have the time to edit, you create it. So you're usually pretty active. 
Um, uh, yeah, but there's the with with audio drama and a lot of with a lot of scripted stuff. You've got like seasons that come out, so they got this big big gaps. Yeah, I'm just interested to hear about hear about the things to be done because I've 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 participated as an outsider somewhat, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's really difficult as a creator too because a lot of um, a lot of people can make highlights or like like let's say you're a YouTube channel that does like let's plays with nearly daily content or even a show that's relatively active like yours you pretty much have fresh content all the time that you could take clips and funny moments and put on social media to make highlights and things like that or how many times does pip get drunk like compilation you could do stuff like that but when it comes to serial shows you are kind of limited with the amount of content um and the freshness of it so it'll be very interesting we have uh once again ed uh, joining us, um, I believe Paul with Green Horizon will be there, and um, Aaron Lundquist. Um, and as a voice actress, it's going to be interesting to hear how she handles um, non-podcast, non-like directly related um, content, because a lot of people follow voice actors, so they they can get a little bit more insight on the projects. <laughs> and as of. as she said on the panel that I was a part of, she's not a huge fan of the assumption that she's going to be streaming all the time. So I'm very interested to hear. <laughs> about what she has to say yeah absolutely um definitely her leisure time is her leisure time and it's not always she she works so much i actually um after the uh, panel ended last night the the last one of the day we um i sat and talked to aaron for about probably an hour hour 15 um just chatting and catching up and um Aaron's awesome, has a lot of really, really interesting things to say and offered to help out with several of the panels today as well. Um, and so it'd be very interesting to kind of hear the the performer side of things because we're so used to interacting with other creators and things like that. And um, she kind of sits on a very interesting side and has uh, some experience with uh, some Netflix and anime debut with AFK Arena, um, which I believe is a mobile game that got an anime, which is like wild. Um, I, I remember getting ads on YouTube for AFK Arena. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's like hell yeah. Uh, so that is at that's non podcast content at three forty five. Um, then we'll have another uh, break. We'll have a we have a break at twelve forty five for lunch. Oh, I'm so excited! I forgot to eat this morning. Uh, and then we have a break at five fifteen for dinner. And then we'll come back and do a very interesting one. And it's something that I don't think anyone's really figured out yet. So it's very theoretical. Uh, panel of new listeners into podcasts how do you get people from outside the podcast world specifically how or people let's say people that are in the podcast world but talk shows how do you get them into audio drama it's it's really hard there are a lot of people myself included like i didn't know what an audio drama was until i met amy and jackie last year it literally i did not understand the concept like i got it and like it's like easy to understand but I didn't even realize it existed until I met I, Jackie. I, I feel like yeah, there's there's definitely a, a it's got to vary from person to person because I I know I know for me I first heard of like um like I, I listened to like Welcome to Night Vale when it came out and it was like the podcast mm-hmm. um and I, I dropped off of it because I was like I don't know I'm just I'm just listening to a thing this is nice but I'm just listening to a thing so I'm doing other stuff and then um a friend of mine. 
uh, was like, hey, uh, have you heard of the Adventure Zone? People are into the Adventure Zone. They play D&D and you listen to them. And I'm like, why would I listen to people play D&D? I could just play it myself. And then like... <laughs> Very much like, why would I watch a Let's Play when I could just play the game? Yeah, exactly. And I was like, I was very much in my like, don't you understand? I'm the D&D guy. <laughs> you only just heard of this because of these performers. Yeah, I'm you've been playing forever. Guy. So like... I'm playing forever. Um, I think, yeah, I w I'm interested to hear people's thoughts because I think uh, depending on the reasons for staying away from a podcast, uh, whether it's like, you know, the mental, the some people just can't focus as easily on a narrative with only the the stimulus of audio. Mm -hmm. Like I, I know I've got I've got friends like that who are like we're like listen I'm super supportive of you fact to make a podcast. It's very difficult for me to focus on it. Mad respect. Um, I, my own sister's like that too, to be honest. I mean, I I used to be like it's it's funny like the more I I, I joined the network, and um. And I was listening to quite a bit, like, when I was just, like, helping out in the network and um, just, like, offering, like, free time. And then I got hired by Fasty Nonsense. And then, like, the amount I listen to podcasts, because I didn't have a commute anymore, and I can't listen to podcasts while I work. So my, my amount of time that I, like, spent, like, really listening to podcasts just went straight to the floor. I can't sit there and, like, work on, like, creative stuff yeah. with like a podcast going on if i'm like doing excel spreadsheet shit like in my old job i used to listen like to youtube videos or to podcasts and things like that but i was doing a lot of data entry related stuff a lot of just i don't need to think about the work i'm doing it's exactly, like it's transcript exactly. it's like transposing or or if it's just like light equation stuff um but when it's something like really subjective or art based i i it's music or i don't get shit done you know Sometimes I, I, I dream about what it must have been like uh, back in the old days when uh, your family got like a radio and it's like, okay, okay, family, let's sit around. I'm going to sit here with my newspaper. We're going to listen to the fucking Lone Ranger or the Shadow or whatever. And I don't know, we're just going to all be in the same room and listen to a thing. Like, I... I it sounds I, so foreign hand, now. On one hand, it sounds foreign, but now that I think about it, it's like the the image of that is always like, oh, the old dad with the newspaper, the kids sitting down play with toys. Like it was, I think, I think, I think <laughs> this will definitely get explored more in the panel, I'm sure, by people. But I, I get the sense that people have always required uh, some other stimulus uh, in addition to audio, um, and it's not a bad thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, everyone's like, all these kids need all their doodads and gizmos to, to be distracted. It's like, everyone always wants to be distracted. Always. always. We just have access, better access to it now. Well, I really wish, um, so Jack, unfortunately Jack Ward, who um, uh, runs like Sonic Society, Mutual Audio Network, that um, asked us to do this. Uh, Jack's super busy until tomorrow. He randomly had like furniture that's coming in for like, I think he's like moving. Like he's just super busy. He's like, why did everything have to happen during the one weekend I needed it to not happen? Um, but Jack is from that time where he grew up in rural Canada, like rural Nova Scotia and grew up like on a farmhouse with no television, but a radio. And what he did was kind of whips. Yeah. It's kind of <laughs> sick. Like, Ed is this just super awesome, grounded, like, super down-to-earth guy that came from, like, a very, like, extremely rural upbringing and was there for, like, the radio play era um, 
and that's what he listened to as a kid. That's why he and Jeff that you met yesterday um, are he also grew up with radio plays and things like that, and was a you know theater. So uh, I would love to hear more Jack talk about that. Yeah, I haven't I haven't listened I I've, I've listened to bits of radio plays or like I've seen like old black and white shows based on radio plays, mm-hmm. but like Ghosts on a Train very openly will occasion will will like try to evoke like the feelings of a radio play like with the when i was making the intros when i made the first intro and everyone since i was like in my head i'm imagining like i'm a i'm a fella i'm a fella at a stand-up microphone in a suit saying something and there's somebody off on the side doing a little clap yeah. <laughs> some 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 well, symbols or whatever jamming the spooky, scary skeletons theme on the keyboard yeah. just like, just going at it <laughs> so i yeah bad mad respect to that oh yeah, I, no, it's like it's very, very intentional what you did with the Ghost on a Train intro, and it it definitely like reads that way. Like it, it very much evokes a specific era, despite being like very Tesla punk and uh, futuristic, but not. That's the whole thing about Tesla punk. It's like and steampunk. It's just like cool blend of old school and new school. What so what specifically? This is completely off topic, but we've got time to fill. What um. Oh. It's what the def- opening panel. Yeah. What defines... We got you guys scheduled. Yeah, 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 yeah. We've got, we've got an hour. We're good. What defines Tesla Punk versus Steampunk? Oh, um, so... So my my, my understanding of it um, is that uh, the Tesla the Tesla Punk, that's where you focus more on, like, the magic of electricity. What could electricity do for you? Like, um, the whole notion with Steampunk is, like, what if steam power could be made to be as powerful as the, the Victorians' dreams. Like, um... Gotcha. I don't know if you've ever seen, like, uh, the, the the big... I, I've been to, like, Steampunk World's Fair once. Um, oh. And I've always wanted to go back, but it's in New Jersey, uh, which for a little bit was away from me, and maybe I should go back there. Or no, actually, no, it's canceled because Jeff Mock, the guy who did it, is bad. Um, uh, oh. Like, not, not in a... Yeah, yeah, in a, in a, in a bad way. Um... Yeah, I was sorry. I just just remembering. Morning, <laughs> but yeah, Jeff Mock, bad. Steampunk World's Fair was nice. Uh, sucks that it was a Jeff Mock event. Um, you I'll have to look this look up now. Yeah, he's he. It was like shady, shady, like shady sex stuff, but also like bad, like bad to his volunteers for the the convention. So all around, all around a bad dude. Um, but so yeah, with with steampunk, yeah, it, it, or any sort of like blank punk. For me, it's always just like uh, indulging. Well, there's always the punk part. So the key thing is like usually, you know, some sort of like revolution within uh, within that society. Um, uh, and and with the actual, as far as the the first half of it, yeah, it's always like technology that sort of realizes the dreams of that creation. So like. Um, you know how Dishonored is considered whale punk because it's like, what if whale oil could be so powerful we could have a big electric fence? We could have a big robot powered by whale oil. What if... Um, Interesting. I did not know Dishonored yeah. was defined that way, but now it makes sense. Yeah, yeah. What if, what if, what if, you know, steampunk is, is it's like, um, oh, that's what I was thinking of. The guy who made Akira, uh, like the anime movie, he also made one called Steam Boy which uh, people don't like as much, but I like it. Uh, it's also really funny because he worked on it for fucking ever and it was so expensive. Uh, I think it basically financially ruined either him or the studio. Um, and uh, oh, I see, I see our, our audience member, Benani, is typing. Um, of course, Benani Several is Several people are typing. Um, 
Yeah, it so it like the the thing with Steam Boy is it is like um a, a world where like what if Steam what if Steam could be power uh, and like the, the the everybody's fighting over this like um like a water condenser that condenses that can condense the steam to such power that it could be used for like great destructive purposes. Um, but oh. what makes that still punk to me is um there is like a guy who wants to use steam power for like a conquering army and he's got these robotic like steam powered uh soldiers and there's this great moment where somebody takes down one of the steam powered soldiers uh and it turns out to just be a dude in a suit of armor um and it's like that's i think that's a key thing with any sort of like blank punk understanding that um uh, at, at its core, like the 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 this anybody who tries to like take power in a frankly like a like a fascist way, um, is should should be rebelled against and is usually like hollow. Like that power that power is fake. Mm-hmm. Like um a lot of like cyberpunk cyberpunk uh the 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 tabletop RPG and the um the the genre like. The key thing with it was like, yeah, people get all cybered up, but also like, um, and the, the corporations control it all, man. But also the corporations are just these vain bastards uh, fighting amongst each other, and everything sucks shit because of them. And yet you're supposed to um, you rely on them for these cyberpunks. I'm kind of just rambling at this point. No, no, it's it's uh, very, I, very I, I, fascinating. I'm kind of just rambling at this point. I feel like I, I'm I'm not like a I, I'm not like a proper scholar for these sort of things, but I. I I, I very much like the aesthetic of a blank punk, um, and I'm aware of the like differences. Like I know I'm a big fan of Steam Powered Giraffe, uh, and I remember one time Steam they were like, "Yeah, giraffe. we know we're technically diesel punk," <laughs> and it's like, okay, <laughs> like I mean, I guess you're not wrong, but like I love I love that this is discourse that like you need to address. <laughs> like Steam you Powered Giraffe. They you ban- awesome. you the band who calls yourself Steam Powered Giraffe pretending to be robots. Um, don't you understand? Your robots are powered by uh, gas and fusion reactors mostly. So technically you're diesel punk. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, God damn my it. God. <laughs> so I- it's like that that distinction is very important for some people, but I also think um I also think it's very important for people to remember the, the punk aspect of it because um if you're I, I think the key thing is to um not uncritically examine the proliferation of that technology right like um and then which is what you know steam boy kind of did where it's like okay everybody's fighting over this this steam condenser or whatever because um that much power could be used for good but so many people want to be used for evil should it even exist Mm. um and then somebody has this like hollow demonstration of power um through those like steam powered robots so yeah uh it's it's i would love i need to i need to do some more research into this because i have a podcast where you play a, a tesla punk a tesla punk game uh and we're trying to do a little bit of like you know it, it lends itself well to revolution and rebelling against a the in setting fascist government so i should i should I, I need to i need to look more into it but i have looked somewhat into it that's awesome Hello, oh, we have another lot. audience member. Oh, Citrus VA. Hello, welcome. 
Um, I, I, yeah, ever exactly, watched... Bonani. That's exactly what I'm saying. It's like it's so easy to lose the punk aspects because everybody's like, "Wow!" Oh, because you're focused <laughs> cool. on the the first half. <laughs> cool, cool lightning barrier, and I'm just like, "But do you?" <laughs> <laughs> but you understand, right? Remember that time in the timeline where the immortal emperor, like, he refused to cede power, even though, like. Goblin was like, hey, we'll still refine your lightning oil, but we like, we don't need you anymore, so can we be a kingdom again? And he was like, no, fuck you. <laughs> and he like deprived people <laughs> of that power as like a demonstration. Like, that's oh, where the punk comes, really comes in. That's where the punk comes in. That's why. <laughs> oh. Have you ever watched um, the, the Steam the Steam Boy um, cover and stuff? Reminded me a bit of it, but have you ever watched Robot Carnival? I think I'm not. Oh, I I thought I remember watch uh, talking about this with someone. I should a bit check those. That that name feels okay. Oh no! Do you know why that name feels familiar? Oh gosh, because of the fucking there was like a Sonic Heroes thing that re referenced the Robot Carnival. What is actual Robot? What's the good Robot Carnival? So <laughs> it is a nineteen. 89 anthology animated anime anthology so a bunch of studios came together and made like oh. 5 to 15 minute shorts uh, that I think span about an hour and a half uh, one of them is really weird there's like an English dub but it was like a very early English dub and this takes place in feudal Japan so you can only I kind of love early English dubs I'm not gonna you lie you can kind like, of imagine how they voiced the feudal Japanese era oh, people oh never mind that's bad that's okay okay what I mean by what I like old dubs I mean I love like that devil man stuff where they're like yeah. that finish the fucker <laughs> like you know they're like throwing curse words in for no reason racist accents not a fan of that yeah no so like it's just it's just the one and because it takes place in feudal japan so it's english people doing japanese accents and it really is just a product of that time and it does not age very well but that specific uh, uh animation is really interesting because it's like it's like probably like end of edo period like right around the time that like um, um, like the kind of current system is like, you know, the, the samurai are gone. So it's like this like late 1800s era where there's like steam is starting to be like a popular thing. And there's like, I don't know if it's specifically steam. That's like the central focus, but they have these giant fucking automatons that are basically like battle suits and they get oh, in yes. and they, it is giant fighting like steam wood robots. And it really, something about steam boy just unlock that memory for me it's been a couple of years um robot carnival is awesome the intro is about five minutes long and i recommend anyone to just like watch that it is wild and it's there, there's just like a specific aesthetic of like late 80s or like just like 80s anime it's just like the way they drew faces like the way they drew faces in akira looks so weird and then you look at other anime around that time and you're like Oh, like the the facial features that they use, like a lot of faces are really more rounded. They're less angular than like we're kind of used to now. Like we think of Dragon Ball Z, where like the each corner yeah. of the face is like super sharp, and the hair is really sharp. Um, it's very interesting to like kind of see that shifting art style uh, in anime. But it's, um, one of the most beautiful pieces I've ever seen in anime is in there, and it's called. Oh boy, hold on. And I would like to put this in chat for someone to watch. It's no words, just music. And the framing device is, like, really quite beautiful. 
Uh, I think the entirety of Robot Carnival is on YouTube um, because I just don't think they care. It's like literally the whole full movie's there. Uh, oh, it's called Cloud. I'm gonna copy and copy pasta this in here for you. All right, go for it. It is the entire framing device for this animation is beautiful. It's a little robot walking in a corner, and he's just walking in place through this like landscape, and the landscape's changing behind him, and it's just really kind of cryptic and beautiful and sad. It's it's it is one of the most amazing things I've ever seen, and I don't I've never seen anything quite like it. Um, there's some super awesome, there's like some sci-fi futuristic ones. Um, and then like, there's this one about a guy who makes, um, he basically makes, he's not happy with his, uh, his current family and life. So he basically makes the daughter he wish he always had, even though I'm pretty sure he has a daughter and he has this like weird robot daughter. It's just really weird. Um, but angel's egg, angel's uh, egg. egg in the audience. Angel's Egg. Ooh. Ooh, it's a... Oh, okay. 1985. This is an older one. This is not... Not... Uh, okay, this isn't like uh, trying to, to seize the reins of like, oh, let me bring this back to podcasting. But it is... I do have a genuine thought on this in relation to podcasting. So, mm-hmm. yes, I am. I am. Oh, it's beautiful. I, 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 I really think... Um, so, so, yesterday, the other day, um, I'm... I'm I listened to uh, a piece of audio on SoundCloud called Wizard Shower. Um, oh. It was three minutes long, um, and it's uh, I'm, I'm going to be part of uh, this uh, 24-hour podcast production thing called Hubris um, next weekend. Uh, and uh, we were separated into teams, and the, the writer for our team, or director, I think, the writer, I think, um, was like uh, we we were we were all sharing like what what our past works were so we can get a feel for each other's uh, stuff and one of the things that uh, that they shared was um, yeah this three minute thing piece of audio called Wizard Shower that's about like this dude who accidentally wanders into this um it's like a like a waterfall and he's welcomed by a, a naked or, or not a, a mostly naked. Uh, Wizard who's like welcome for the to the wizard shower. It presents itself to stinky mages who have lost <laughs> themselves in, in in their work. And the guy's like, I'm not. No, I'm. I shower. I'm not. A, I'm not a wizard. It's like, oh, come now, come now. You're so busy with smells. You forgot the bait. Um, and I think I think with like weird little animations like Robot Carnival, like that's a collection of that. I uh, I'm I'm we have that FN show offs feed. Um, and I got some more. I I have some more voices recorded for my my little show off that i'm still working on uh that i've got like a weird i got this weird thing in my head where i'm like i want to do as much of this by myself as i possibly can so i'm only gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna maybe get somebody for the for the music but i'm gonna work on it and it's gonna be like 15 minutes or whatever mm-hmm. um and i just uh are you comfortable sharing the premise of your show off? oh sure 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 yeah yeah um i'm i'm calling it it's called feeling brave tonight uh it's based off of um it's based off of the uh the VHS that came with this uh D associated board game called Dragon Strike that um used a basicer version of basic D D rules. Um and 
the it came with this box fucking whips i got this box at like um somebody was selling something when i was in like boy scouts so it's like this old vintage box um full of miniatures full of like miniatures for this like for this game is there like um, a black like horse and rider on like with a flail on a yeah 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 oh it looks badass this or rather actually oh, there's there's like a red box with them um, with a dragon too i think at some, at some point but there's like there's like a vhs there's a vhs that comes with it that's like opens up with this dude who's the dragon master in this fucking black void talking to people off screen about playing dragon strike um and he they're like Whoa, is that like i don't understand is that like a video game and he's like explaining what like a essentially what a fucking tabletop rpg is and there's like this old um it's like filmed filmed in adventure vision which was just 80s talk for we've got some special effects that are like uh paintings on a green screen uh and people in like weird tinted costumes and it goes through like this whole adventure um occasionally reminding you that this is like a that this is a game in a weird sense in a weird sense is this the this is the first actual play that i ever saw who knows oh <laughs> um, interesting uh, and at the end there's a part where he's like the, the audio you just heard oh no the audio that's that's what i say sorry um, but he's like the video you've just seen uh shows you some of the adventures that you can have in dragon strike um but don't turn off the don't turn off this video yet um like you uh this next section uh, is for Dragon Masters only. Anybody not presently interested in becoming a Dragon Master, please leave the room. Uh, uh, he says, like, Presso, like, work a, to cast a pause video spell upon your uh, VCR until <laughs> until you're alone. Um, That's awesome. And so it's after like, that, almost like when, an when at that point. Yeah, when I was watching it with my siblings, um, I was like, I kind of want to be the Dragon Master, guys. So you guys should should, should go. I was like, get out of here. Um, and so I really did, I really did, uh, like, kick my, my, my brother and sister out of the room. Um, and I hit play. Uh, and, but then he goes on. He goes, are you sure we're alone? Nobody's, you know, nobody's uh, hiding, um, hiding around the, cor- uh, around the corner uh, or listening through the door. And apparently my sister did hide to try to listen. She heard that and then got scared um and did and actually left and like so a lot like uh, i i played i played what i have recorded uh for my brother um i was like what do you think uh and there was like there was a lot of moments where he was like (laughs) like laughing but i am kind of playing on like the silly like childhood fear feeling of watching this bizarre video (laughs) Um, and I was really inspired by, um, uh, freaking Harlan from, uh, Malevolent, and, um, I, I genuinely forget his last name, I'm so sorry, um, from the Malevolent, uh, and Dice Shame, um, uh, Invictus Stream fame, uh, Malevolent is his podcast that he's done, um, completely, like, he, he does everything, he's every single voice, every mm. single, um, he, he does the editing, uh, as well, he made like a, a seance for one piece of audio, like for Halloween last year or the year before, and I've just been like, I was like, whoa, you know, I need to like, I I want to make my own piece of weird, weird media. 
I want to make my own robot carnival. So my my hope is <laughs> my my robot carnival. My robot carnival. My 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 Dragon Strike VHS. I think that's a thing. I, like like it's very important that today's theme is like finding your audience because it is important to like um you know it's not fun to create art um and have nobody nobody see it uh I mean I mean it can be nice but like it is it's also helpful to keep making things and have people appreciate it but I think that there's also merit there's also merit in creating something weird and as long as you can get like if you can get like one person to remember it. Like I know I've seen like I've seen like a video or two on YouTube of some people being like, "Whoa, the Dragon Strike VHS is weird." In like <laughs> recent years, and I'm like, "Yeah, I I've been new, I've been new, yeah. idiot." Um, uh, or like <laughs> if, if I can get like one person like me, yeah, there it is, Harlan Guthrie. Uh, hmm. If I can get one person um like me who like can't stop thinking about the way the Dragon Master says, "Very well." Roll the dice. <laughs> or like a person like you who's like, there's this crazy thing called robot carnival. <laughs> like I, Just I think something I think, that sticks with you. Yeah, I, I think I think that is still audience growing. Um oh and now now I feel like I'm I'm bringing it, I feel like I'm bringing it home. I found it. I've found it. I found the home, I'm bringing it home. It's like not enough for an audio drama and therefore, you know, any piece of media to have like a big audience, but it's so important to have like a passionate audience. Um, and I think what a uh, strength of audio drama, like as I, I know a, a, a fair amount of the panels you're gonna hear today uh, will probably entail like, oh, it's a hard ask for some people listen to audio drama or like, you know, there's a lot of limitations here. But a key thing that I think I love about audio drama is that so many of, um, so much of your audience is also, like they're also your peers, mm -hmm. which is, it's it's great it's great like i think that's very cool because i will i will like listen i'll listen to a bunch of other actual plays and i'll be like oh those are some cool ideas i'll listen to um an audio drama and i'll be like oh, i wonder how they did that um if they're an fn show i'll i'll, I'll be like hey how did you do that <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> um, <laughs> um and then even even beyond that you can like reach reach past that um like i I, I, I don't want to. I, I I can't claim to know everything uh, about the creation of it, but I know Jack of all trades and this very network. Amy and Jackie uh, were like Magnus Archives fans, um, and now now they've made they're making things. Uh, we're making things on the network um, that have uh, folks from Rusty Quill on them uh, because we're audience and peers, and it's it, it makes us better. Um, Obviously, it is great to have uh, people that like aren't fellow creators that didn't like stumble upon that, that just stumbled upon your work and was like, "Oh, that's that's I like this." I, I'll Ghost on a Train uh, doesn't have the largest audience. I think we get like a, a hundred, like a, we probably got like about a hundred listeners. But I will I'll never forget the the email I got once where it was somebody asking about uh, the sound effects that we used on the show because they wanted to, um, they were like, yeah, I want to play ghost lines at my comic shop. Uh, and I really like the sound effects that you do. And I was like, I'm gonna, That's I'm gonna awesome. be on. Yeah, yeah, like that was fucking great. We, when we, when we were originally on Anchor, um, we got like a voice message. We, we, we opened ourselves up to like voice messages. Uh, Cause that was the thing you could do on Anchor. Um, 
I, I, I do appreciate Captivate a little bit more than Anchor, but that was one strength of Anchor. Um, early on, we get this 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 uh, listener. I, I don't remember. I don't remember his name. I I remembered his name recently, but he he he, he submitted this audio complaint complaining about oh there were these homeless people. Uh, there's these homeless people on this train, um, and they were like uh, talking about like um talking about like a unicycle or something because there'd been a character with a unicycle um and it was really funny it, it made it made hannah really mad and then i turned it fully into a plot point um so it's like there, there needs to be a balance i think it mm-hmm. it always feels great for like when you're creating a, a quality audience a quality audience is not just creators a quality audience is one that like they, that you've really affected and that like stuck sticks with them and interacts with you so it's like it's 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 not it's not number, it's it's quality, and I do I feel in a weird sense. I hope by making feeling brave tonight, I've been like retroactively a quality audience for the Dragon Strike VHS people. <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, that's awesome. So I was looking at Dragon Strike, and it, it, at first I was like, "Wow, this is like really weird" because there's like little class cards with it. Um, and I'm looking at it. There's it says you have like warrior, thief, and then it just says dwarf, and I'm like, is dwarf a yeah class? Because it's and then based I realized... off of basic D and D. It's based off of basic D and D when like your race was also just your class. So like, oh, that elf, was like actually a thing. That was actually a thing. <laughs> elf, elf, and dwarf were just classes because you like you, you you if if you were not an elf or a dwarf, the class you were just assumed to be human. Oh my um, god, that is so funny. <laughs> there's like in, in Dragon Strike, Dragon Strike. It's I I remember so many things about that game because like I mean it's it's still in my parents' house. I think I recently like I, we stole the VHS. I like when I was I was at my parents uh, over July Fourth weekend because it's 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 their anniversary. Um, patriotism's weird here in the U.S., but I will always like it's it's my parents' anniversary. Um, uh, and and yeah, we still have the we still have the box. We still have the VHS. And like that, I remember. Like, there's there's two thief. <laughs> there's two. Yeah. There's, there's two thief cards. One for a man, one for a woman. Because in the VHS, um, the 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 only th- the thief player uh, is a woman. Uh, and I think they thought in like the fucking eighties or whatever that like, oh, boys aren't gonna want to play as a girl. So there's just there's also like a dude thief, um, <laughs> who's like who's also there. Um, and and some of the adventures, there's like a bunch of adventures in the little book. Uh, there's like four boards, and each adventure will like there's like way more than four adventures, um, and they'll use the the board. Um, and there's a couple of them where they'll be like use use the thief use use one of the thief um, uh, miniatures to represent this main important NPC, <laughs> and like it's like wow, this is so cool. I I think there's just oh. Now I'm, now I'm just talking about Dragon Strike, but I always I've got like a in my head like I've got to bring it back to to media and like audiences and stuff we're talking about. It's just I think it's so much. I think it's so important to create something that will like stick with people, um, even if even if even if you don't like actively have a massive audience at the moment. Like, mm-hmm. so I think I. Yeah, sorry, go on. You had touched on something that I think is very true, and Jackie puts very, very, very well in that it's, like, often your audience is your peers, and that, like, there are so many creators that are also fans 
Um, and she says that the, the, the audio drama community is very incestuous in that way. Like a lot of fans are creators and a lot of creators love other podcasts. So your biggest, you know, all, most of your retweets and stuff are going for, are coming from probably not your fans, but other shows who might also happen to be fans and things like that. It's, it's very, very kind of interesting in that way. Um, and it's it's very kind of tight knit community, and you know I mentioned this a bit yesterday with um, I don't remember which panel, but the I think it was the very last panel with Aaron and Paul and Hannah is that the um, the indie gaming community and the audio drama community have so many parallels in that like other devs are often your biggest contributors on like you know, crowdfunding and things like that or supporting you or like follow Fridays, check out all these awesome other game creators and that like no one sees each other as competition because it's not about making money. It's about making art. And it's very much the same, you know, even though I had never heard of like audio dramas until um, early last year, the second I stepped foot into this fandom, I just, I realized that like, wow, this, this is about creating art and supporting each other. Um, but the problem also with that lies in you can only listen to so many other podcasts and support yeah. so many other podcasts. Yeah. I've run up, I've run up against that because I, I, I love, I've, I'm always listening to other people's work. I'm like, I, I'm, I'm the sort that I will try my best to always be like, I'll, I'll tweet at people like from, from my, my personal account, not the ghost account, but like, cause I'll, from, I'll from enjoy something. Gerg Candlestick. From at Gerg Candlestick. I'll always be like, oh my gosh, this like latest episode of whatever. Like I made a, I made a, a dice shame meme once that I was really proud of. <laughs> and I like, it, and, and you know, you always get like, there's, there's always such a reaction when somebody says something about your thing. Um, and then, therefore, when you when you when you tweet out about like the enjoyment and the creator sees it and they're like, "Thank you for thank you for noticing," it's it's a feedback of like, "Thank you for noticing me." Um. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think, um, and and some in a way that this kind of relates to yesterday, you know, with like, what do you do to enhance this audio only experiment? I think there are a lot of awesome ideas out there. I have a lot of ideas for like. ARG type things or choosing your adventure type things. Um, there are some inherent problems with that in a podcast where let's say someone's really busy, like while doing like a lot of people listen to podcasts when they're doing shit. How could you ask them to participate in this sort of ARG and have to swap around episodes, whether it's a choose your own adventure or they have to look something online or find something on social media? Um, I think there are a lot of in interesting inherent limitations that aren't always so obvious for enhancing because like you can get them more involved in enhanced experience but then they'd have to be sitting at a computer or on uh, a public transit or something like that uh, uh yeah I, I think amazing that you're having that thought uh especially because as, as you said it's like yeah i have only only in the past year or so have i like like known what audio drama is but already already you're going you're going from like oh new audience member to creator like that's another thing you want to like we're also creating our peers because I I was a created peer. I I started enjoying podcasts and then I was like, oh, I wonder, like I was like, oh, that might be neat to do. Um, and then I I can't fully take right away. I, I joked about doing it with my friends uh, until another friend who's in the audience right now, Banani, uh, was like, let's do a let's do a, a bad podcast that neither of us will talk about. Uh, but regardless, was vital. <laughs> <laughs> was vital uh, to my skills when I was like, let me do a let me do a good one this time. <laughs> um, 
I, I need to hear the story of the bad podcast when when we are. Oh, we can talk pri- about it when we're not when we're, yes, we're not recording yeah, something. Don't I, worry. Do you keep bringing this up with Benani and and Hannah? Was Hannah involved in this? No, Hannah. I mean, Hannah wasn't directly involved, but Hannah Hannah lived with me when I when I started it. Gotcha. Um, and in a weird way, in a weird way, um, that did get Hannah. Uh, they did get Hannah a little more motivated. Uh, for the Glee Watch, I think there was a brief moment where we were like, "It was like, oh yeah, I'm starting a podcast with um with uh so and so," and I was like, "Oh oh yeah yeah, you can do that." We <laughs> and it was around the same time, the same that our our, our millennialization. Um, <laughs> gosh, what, no oh oh gosh, what was the um but but specifically what you're talking about? What you're talking about um like an ARG, an ARG. There's like there's not giants. There's not so much giants you can stand on here in here in, here in audio drama land, um, but there are again you can learn from people. Um, and the two things that immediately came to mind because one of them is in the chat. Um, so malevolent, uh, malevolent, it's um, okay. So it's not it is not an actual play, but um, the fo- the person who makes it is a big fan of um, Call of Cthulhu, like the game. Mm-hmm. Harlan's, a, he's in Dice Shame, which is a D&D actual play. Um, and so the episodes get released in like big like chunks um, on like main feeds, but on their Patreon, um, on their Patreon, you listen to tiny segments of the episode and each one ends um, with like a decision that the patrons pull on that the protagonist will make um, and based on your decisions too, um, the protagonist gains skills. And there's been a, times where like he'll have like a dice rolling sound effect that will um, like every single time something is in question. And depending on your past decisions, can the protagonist do this? Can the can the protagonist not do this? Uh, it's 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 such a wild idea. It's like a Twitch plays this guy, yeah, <laughs> sort of thing. But like uh, like like uh, on Patreon, um, and and. So that there's like you could sort of do that, but that's also not as kinetic as you want. So like you've got to think like what about that? Um, the other thing that makes me think of Tony, your idea is um, okay. Back when like podcasts are called podcasts because uh, iPods. Um, there was a it was a casting onto your iPod. It was like an early iPod thing called like it was like a zombie run or something, where the gimmick of it was it would make you, like, it had, like, a the maps function, and you'd go for a run, and the runs you would go on would be missions for, like, a zombie survival thing. Mm. Um, and the inputs you would have is, like, running to, like, oh, you're running or walking. Uh, I think they, like, made you vary the pace. Um, oh, for, like, uh, a mile or whatever. And they'd have audio cues of, like, oh, yeah, you've got to go over here to help meet up so-and-so to get some supplies. Oh, no, the zombies are coming at you. Let's run for the next point two five uh, miles or whatever. There's, there's, there's so many ideas, and you can just, you can, you can expand on them. You can, you can grow from it. Um, And it all, it all comes from being, like, a, like, like an audience member Mm -hmm. to creator, I don't know. I'm. I'm. It's very cool the notion that you have of an ARG um, with like audio fuckery. Oh gosh, we see. Wow. Okay, that's very interesting, Benani. Um, <laughs> oh my god. An that ARG that Benani has heard of had a component uh, with dealing with audio fuckery by mapping text images into audio, and you had to reverse engineer the process to learn what it was telling you. That was 
oh. Wild. I don't know. I'm I'm so I'm so interested. I'm so interested in like the ideas that you have for this, and I'm so interested in just oh, because I was a big fan of. Uh, do, did you ever get into like the Slenderman like craze like back in the day? Because I love Marble Hornets. Uh, which I, I, here's the thing. I I, I liked. I liked Slenderman conceptually. Mm-hmm. Um, I like I, I I like read I read some of the creepy pastas. I like watched playthroughs of the game. I, I like, watched um, Markiplier. A I lot. watched Markiplier. I, I looked I looked outside at the the trees uh, near my house and thought I saw a Slenderman. Mm-hmm. I never actually watched Marble Hornets, but it is. Tell, tell me tell me about that shit. There is so it it is a like found footage style uh, YouTube series based on Slenderman and it's um it's really I remember it being really good. I also watched it like in high school during the craze. Um but there was an ARG component where there was like uh there's this villain because there's like there's like these human villains that are like cultists or supporters of Slenderman are like we're basically like brainwashed. <laughs> we support him. Yeah, yeah. I think, well, Slenderman, I think Slenderman 2024. <laughs> <laughs> it's like this like really weird like I guess he had like there's some people basically under his like control or under his influence and um and there was like this entire other YouTube channel that would give like other angles oh. of like Oh, this is where he's walking in the woods, and he's actually being filmed from like behind him, like during the actual like process. So there's this whole other side of things, and there was like these really cryptic messages that were on an entirely different YouTube channel, uh, things like that. Because the whole premise of it is this guy's documentary and putting it on YouTube so that if anything happens to him, like it's documented somewhere publicly. Um, and it's 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 super super cool. But there's this like really awesome ARG component of it, um, where you had to like. You'd find hints at like what these other YouTube channels were, and it wasn't just one. I think there was ended up being another one, and then they made like a spinoff series or something. But original Marble cool. Hornets actually was complete, from my understanding, and I never actually finished it. I've been recently really itching to go back, but I, I do wonder like wh- how much more we can push, even though we even if we can't push the fidelity of audio further, right? You can only with with. CGI and television and movies like you can push the fidelity further and further and further from a visual aspect and that usually carries it because that is 80% of of why people watch television is the visual aspect um that was just an arbitrary number I don't know if it's 80 but you know what I mean like you are watching television because it is visual stimuli yeah um there's some some television makes great I, I think, background I think... noise I, I understand. I understand. I, I did. I did listen to um, to that last panel yesterday uh, about about and, mm-hmm. you know yesterday was all about pushing the limits of audio drama, but I do I do kind of like a little bit that there's like that ceiling because I mean first off it's it's not easy to reach that ceiling right. of like oh total immersive bound, um, but also the fact that there is a ceiling means that at a certain fidelity you need to it's it's about artist it's about like artistic merit mm-hmm. like how interested are you in the thing um this is this is not a dig because I, I i enjoy this i enjoy this um but i really it, it just makes me think of this um there's this really there's this really really polished um i will call it a D podcast um it's it is an actual play asterisk called dark dice um okay and the interesting thing about dark dice 
uh, is the the GM uh, Travis, who's also the editor. Um, who's it's, he's like he's like me, but stronger. He's like me, but the swollest swollest <laughs> man. Um, and he so so the the way it, it I think it I think this is a perfect thing to introduce to people who like don't want actual plays or like or don't think they want actual plays. Um, he his he's like this is a story. Uh, recorded long ago that has been enhanced uh, retold and enhanced orally to a tr- to keep your attention um and so what they do is they like they they take what happens in the game and they like rework and they re-record the dialogue and like the actions are all either just implied or narrated by the gm um and it's all just so smooth and the sound the sound is just like so immersive he's so meticulous uh, i've seen he's he like edits on stream he'll like he'll tweet out videos of like hey we recorded in a cave uh hey i'm going to the the fucking this orchestra is going to play some music for us and it's so high fidelity oh my um, god and it reaches this this ceiling where it is like it is just like oh um it, it, it's it's I'm, you're there you're there they're having this adventure um it's there's there's no seams um i enjoy it i enjoy it i i do listen to it um it, it comes out like every month or so because it's like so gosh right. it's so it, it's gotta uh, be like a monthly project because it's, it's just so much work project. but i'm not immune to being like an audience member so i can listen to this and I still came out of it, especially in the first season. It's a little better in the second season, but even even then, I could tell it's a little like they're, they're still trying to figure it out. Uh, I'm I'm a little like, huh? I wish this was a little more informal. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm listening. I'm listening to this like great audio drama and uh, audio drama actual play thing. And the thing I come out of it with is like, huh? I wish it was shittier. <laughs> and, I mean, that's, that's I wish these things were goofing around a little more. That's, and that's exactly like what Hannah appeal. said. Bigger is not always better, and uh, and I'm always of a of a uh, mindset that nothing's above taking itself too seriously, almost. And like, it sounds like that kind of starts to breach that like veil for you of like. Oh, they've, they've got they've gotten be- they they've gotten better. I say like no, they've gotten they, 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 there's little been a little more informality even even throughout the first season. But yeah, okay. just during that first bit, I was like, I was like, huh, I didn't realize until now how much I liked the rough edges of like when a player would say something and I'd understand that they were the player, not the character. I didn't realize, um, I didn't realize how much I liked occasionally remembering that these were human people that weren't necessarily um, sitting here. So I think, I think that that wall that like that like that peak of fidelity i think i think that like i think that's good mm-hmm. like it's good for for us at least as far as like the appeal for me as an audience member and and by because it is something that you can reach um that is also i think why so many so many audience folks like like me people who were like i like podcasts i can make a podcast um it's not like a screenplay. It's not like a screenplay that you can like write and mm-hmm. then it'll never see the light of day because uh, you're just yelling at somebody for having like you're you're yelling at uh, the CW for making a TV show bad when it's like I don't know if you I don't know if I can make a TV show better, but I feel like I could. <laughs> yeah. With an audio drama, you're not necessarily yelling like I bet I can make that better. Um, you're you're probably yelling like I I bet I could make something like that. It, Kai Gosh. aptly put it, it's like, 
the beautiful thing about audio dramas is you can just go make it like there is a little bit of that we're going to talk about that with like accessing and gatekeeping is like what does it take to actually enter this um enter this like this genre and industry as a creator and it's really not a lot i mean you do need access to a computer and you need access to maybe a microphone but the bar of entry is not as high and even like worst case scenario you have your phone if you really wanted to make something for the sake of making it you could do it really cheap and really efficiently and there is a beauty in that yeah and there there will be people there are plenty of people that will rightly like there's um there was a recent uh there was a recent twitter thread um that got made a lot of people a little angry Hmm. um at least i only saw the angry part of it (laughs) uh specifically in the actual play sphere where people were like hey um somebody was like hey uh what are things that like um you hate you hate in an actual play like what will make you stop listening to an actual play um and everybody was all over it the general thing was like low audio quality um which that is enough to to scare uh i think scare folks away i mean it it i'm not gonna lie i i I am one of those people that was just like i'll just make a thing and now i'm immediately like every every day i'm a little bit cursing like i i wish i had like i wish i had like uh, i don't know on the one, so in, my, in my darker moments, I'm like, I wish we had waited until I got better. And it's like, well, I wouldn't have gotten better if I didn't just start. So, yeah. like, there's, like, a certain amount. I think when it comes to, to getting an audience in audio drama, um, you, you, we need, we need those high fidelity shows to sucker people in. We need, we need our, 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 like, the, the thing it's I heard about the Magnus Archives. It really is. The thing I heard about the Magnus Archives is, like, yeah, yeah, it's inspiration. The thing I heard about, like, Magnus Archives, uh, they say, like, season one, um, like, Alexander G. Newell and, and, and Johnny Sims said in a Q&A, like, season one, anybody could have made it, but we just had to put in so much effort to make it uh, the way it is. And it's it's clean. It's nice. Um, and and because they put so much effort in, you need you need, you need need those, those high-fidelity shows to bring people in, and then once they start to understand the process of it... Um, there could be more appreciation for like other shows that are that are growing. I feel like even ah, the it's... highest fidelity shows didn't always start that way, right? I mean, list if you listen to the very first episode of Critical Role versus the first episode of, oh, yeah. of the newest Every season, single it's time, night and day. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like it's like I I can't I can't watch Critical Role campaign one um, because damn, it's three hours of. Uh, some, a microphone in a corner. Yeah, a microphone <laughs> in a corner. A bunch of characters I don't know shit about because they're in the middle of they're in the middle of their game. Um, like yeah. the adventures, the first episode of the Adventure Zone too. They released like a re-edited version because the original version was like an hour and a half, and half an hour of that was like boring character talk. <laughs> so that's so that's exactly why with like ECA, like we had I have a year's worth of stuff recorded for East Coast Adventures. But it started in the middle of our fourth arc because we used to stream on Twitch. And we ultimately decided that, like, this audio quality isn't, like, enough. It starts in the middle of a fucking arc. And so we're going to be doing a, a critical yeah. role. Like, what, yeah, so- I, 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 think, I think anybody can forgive audio quality. Uh, but then it's like, and the, you, you've got you've to measure out, like, what do I have going for right. me? Like, I don't think anybody would have grudged the audio quality. But yeah, popping in the middle that might be a yeah. challenge. Yeah, and so this this relates to this re- relates to uh, building your audience. Is like we have this is such a saturated audio 
um, actual place is a very saturated market, especially D&D 5e, which is what we are playing. Um, and Brian does have this really beautiful, everything that Brian's made is, it's a very custom campaign. Like he has, we are in, I am in a sub campaign now that ties in 10 years before the main campaign about to be roll, either roll over that character to another sub campaign that ties in. And we have another one from a different world. Like Brian has this big, open, beautiful world, and it would be a disservice to the audience and to him if we just threw them in unprepared so now now we're trying to get ready for book five our fifth arc uh because we do like seasons and um episodes as like books and chapters uh because it's from the perspective of my bard writing that's very story so that's going to be like our our framing device that we're going to really lean into um Ooh, just bring that up during the the framing device panel. <laughs> I did not. Um, I don't even think I was part of that. Catch that! Catch that from the the, the video on demand of yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. So all these should go up. I'm working with Jack throughout the next week to kind of spruce them up, maybe add some overlays and things like that, so they'll all be available that you can watch this another time if you have to dip early, couldn't make it, whatever the case. Didn't hear about it until later. Yeah. Um, and if you're this far in this one, you must really like to hang out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we, like, yeah, we've covered so many topics. Anime, Dragon Strike, and, and you know, some things about podcasts, absolutely. But... Uh, audience related? <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. We're, we're, this is the opening panel. We're talking about, like, thematic stuff. We've always uh, brought it back and- into podcasts. It's all fine. Yeah. <laughs> uh. I'm really excited though. We're, we're we're doing some some stuff. I'm really excited for, and um, I'm working. Michael um, is a good friend of mine, and you've probably seen him in the service, Sir Xavier. That's his online name. Uh, yes, I he, have. He's uh, he actually works in like marketing proper. I'm more of the graphic design things with marketing experience. He is like went to school for marketing. Works worked for Universal. Works for like a real estate company. Like, no, no, no. He did work for a real estate company. I think he got a better job because he didn't like that job. Um, but he's actually going to be helping me make a marketing plan. We need to make this video that's this long for these platforms and like really kind of help me tackle that side so I can focus on the creation side of things. Brian can focus on the writing side of things and he can focus on the marketing side of things. And um, we're going to be very focused on this audience building of like how to tackle that. And um, I actually plan to learn a lot from the next panel that's coming up in 10 minutes mm-hmm. with uh, John from Gather the Suspects. I see John's hanging out in chat waiting to hop in but mm-hmm. we um we're talking organic marketing uh, for podcasts um this is Hi, john i like your show <laughs> <laughs> yeah john is currently crowdfunding which we will he's also joining me for the crowdfunding panel um that i will be moderating i asked him to join me for that so i can get his perspective as a someone who is currently crowdfunding versus like my completed crowdfunding experience and we can talk about that and very excited to hear what ed has to say but I mean, yeah, I'm really. I'm, this would be a very interesting. Yesterday was very theoretical. A lot of this is going to be experiences, and the last panel should be an interesting, uh, kind of more theoretical one about how do we bring people from outside in. Uh, so I'm really excited for today. It's going to be. I might need another one of these, and we'll see if my kids. You can convince if you can convince me how to get how to get um, uh, specifically specifically. Uh, Hannah's mom to listen to Ghosts on a Train, then that's 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 your po- your panel complete. <laughs> uh yeah, that's very true. We I love I love listen, that Hannah's listen, mom is a massive supporter and does not a listener at all, right? Not a listener 
at all. Um, does not uh, doesn't really understand what an actual play is. Uh, so so the Just games like... are lost. The games are lost. Um, I think she I think she somewhat listens to Hannah's Glee Watch podcast. That's like a talk podcast. Even then, she's like, oh, this is all right. I think we've like. I, th I think I think Hannah's like tried to get her some audio stuff. I don't know the, like what the audio drama mm -hmm. deal is. Um, I I would say I would say my own parents, but my, my own parents like list started listening to Ghost on a Train and they actually stuck with it for a little bit, but then they mm -hmm. stopped. Um, I think I think that's the real that's the real market, huh? That's the parents. real audience we want to grow. We all just want to. We all just wanna... <laughs> mother, father, be proud of me. <laughs> Listen be to my proud podcast. Of me. <laughs> Don't you understand what I'm doing? It's so, so when we used to stream D&D &D and um, I've got a big ass mixer over here. It's a big analog mixer that has like six mic inputs. It was like we had this like whole big thing and cameras in the corner and like changing camera angles, overlays. It was fucking wild. Um, I remember my mom and dad. My aunt always watched because my aunt has like like grew up like working in a comic shop and she was always her and I are like the weird nerds of the family. Uh, and so my aunt always watched, they would like stream it to their big TV and watch us play in their living room, which is great. And my mom and dad would be like, that's certainly a thing you're doing. Like maybe my dad kind of gets it. Are he, you winning son? Yeah, exactly. Um, I actually got my brother into D and D. Um, I ran a, I ran my first campaign uh, session. I've run now two. And um, because my nephew who's got really into stranger things, he's 13 and he's like, I want to get into D and D, and he definitely huh. is probably ADHD. He's having a good time. It was really hard. I, I think if I had him in for the second um, uh, session where we were in a town with more NPCs, I could have been more um, interactive with him. But we were in a cave full of goblins. We, we're doing Lost Mine of Fandelver, the D and D starter kit. Uh, it is a classic, and it's a uh, it's a fun start for me as a DM because I've never run a game, and it's been really kind of interesting um but i my brother's like i want to learn more about this where can i learn more about D D? and then brian's like here are several big D D shows one was critical role one was um adventure zone um and dungeons that's and one. daddies i think ooh, 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 podcast audience things just that's, that's like a key thing the key thing and understanding audio drama audio drama and podcasts are it's like we were talking about anime earlier. People always forget that anime is a medium and not a genre. Same thing with podcasting and therefore like audio drama. Like if it, you can't just write the whole thing off. And if you can just get people on something that catches their interest. Like for right. me, I was, I was a little hoity-toity like, oh, why would I listen to, why would I listen to fucking people play a D&D &D thing? And then I was like, huh, you know, I've got a lot of time. Let me listen to this Adventure Zone thing. And I was like, huh, I really like listening to that Adventure Zone thing. Let me listen other stuff and then next thing i know i'm listening to like i'm listening to fucking the very short-lived but very mm, mm, very good hollow public radio everybody should listen oh. to hollow public radio or at the very least hollow public radio episode two nickel beer night uh it's it, it's a very it, it had like one season um and one like announcement of like a hiatus in like July 2018, so Aww. it's never coming back. Um, that hurts. But like, but like you you'll 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 once you find your way tumbling into this world, once you can get if you can get somebody on something they're already interested in. Um, I, I love Jackie's approach to this um, because. Um, there are people that already listen to podcasts, but maybe not audio dramas, right? Because they listen to talk shows like 
you know, there's a billion and a half of them. Um, or they listen to actual plays. Like, I think that's a step that people have taken, but not quite maybe into full-blown scripted audio plays. Um, the entire, and I'll talk about this more in the, like, getting people outside in panel, but, and, and I'll probably be speaking on behalf for Jackie if she's not feeling better by then, but the Gorgon show is basically an experiment. On top of just being a fun show, it is this experiment that it has this sense of familiarity with the audience, that it is a talk show. People are familiar with podcast talk shows, but it is scripted in fiction, which, so it's this kind of interesting bridge they're kind of trying to make between... I listen to talk shows to listen to audio drama. It sits in the middle, and that's like their goal. This is like their really weird, like brainchild science experiment of how the fuck can we get people to make the plunge into audio fiction and find something they like. Um, so it's been interesting. Uh, we had just had the first like big non audio, like a lot of big guests that we've had in like super suits. It's other audio fiction people, Johnny Sims, Ben Meredith, the Meredith brothers, um, other bigger voice actors. Oh, um, I mean, Liz, I'm, I'm like, I'm like 50 episodes into stellar firma. I've I, heard it's I, so freaking funny. Tim is, firma is great. I, 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 I honestly, I, I, it had been on my list since I finished Magnus archives. Um, but I, I, I feel bad cause I didn't actually make, I didn't actually start listening to it until I heard, the Meredith Brothers on uh, Campaign Skyjacks, an actual, actual play bringing me into to more audio dramas. And I started it just before um, we did a disc space episode with Tim Meredith. Um, <laughs> so I, I I did, I was like, I would feel really bad if I mentioned like, oh, by the way, I started listening to Stellar Firm when I'm like three episodes in. 50 episodes in, very good. Let's just say that Tim and Effin's relationship is not ending anytime soon. We have lots of plans to include Tim in things. Um, and also Johnny, uh, there's some interesting news going to be coming out soon um, that I will not speak of right now, but uh, specifically Johnny and Tim are going to be in involved in something uh, very soon. Um, I can tell you later, Greg, but <laughs> we'll keep that secret for the audience. Um, yeah, so I'm today's going to be really, really, really interesting. Um, and this next panel should be... Uh, should be really fun. I'm very excited to have John here with me. And uh, thank you so much, Greg, for joining me. This has been a, a real blast to, like, I don't know, here just, like, talk, like, nerd shit and podcasts and stuff like that. It's been really fun. I've learned a lot. This was, yeah, this was a... Uh... I'm glad I got to hear your <laughs> Again, morning voice. Yeah, yeah, my my, 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 my deeper morning voice. Uh, yeah, we've got we've got a couple more people in the in the audience besides uh, Banani now, although, although one of those... <laughs> John, who's probably here for, for his panel, but anybody who made it this this far on the on the video, again, like, uh, thanks for hanging out on this opening opening panel. To the rest of the panels for this day are going to be very very interesting. Hope mm -hmm. you enjoyed the panels from yesterday, uh, especially the one that I was in yesterday. But like, <laughs> which was a great panel. The improv and actual play uh, panel was great. Oh, and I. I lost my train of thought when talking about like Ben and Tim and all that. Um, with Gorgon's show, we it's interesting because we can bring in guests that yeah, are in the podcast sphere. And we just had our first celebrity guest, Shauna McGuire. She is a huge fantasy writer, is a massive cryptid fan. Like, is I think has really a who isn't? I know. Yeah, I, I think goes by a pen name of of an author that does a lot of work in like cryptid, like cryptid novels and things like that. Um, I don't think it's under the Sean McGuire name, but she's a huge fan. She plays 
herself human sean and mcguire human question mark sean and mcguire uh so she actually plays herself i haven't had the pleasure of listening to it yet but gorgon show is so good um we have several other um fun people coming up um some familiar faces and sounds um uh noises yeah i really like i really like the the the, the person from the first one i like, yeah, the, I like that ghost from the, oh, the taraxipus the taraxipus was a hopolis Hoplius. Hoplius. That, the the name of an actual Lapith uh, from the Lapith uh, tribe. I, I I looked up. They've got like the list of names, and I specifically picked one that didn't die at the big battle with the centaur. I did a lot of. I am Hoplius the Taraxippus. Is I did a is lot that of research. Greek, is that Greek origins? Uh yeah, it's um. Oh, we're running. We've just about run out of time. But, but yeah, yeah. Uh, the Lapiths uh are like the the. When when centaurs happened, um, there was Centaurus and his brother, fucking something, who was just like became the leader of the Lapiths, which were just normal people that really liked horses. And one <laughs> gotcha. time there was a one time there was a um, a wedding between the two, uh, uh, like a centaur was marrying a a Lapith, um, and the centaurs got drunk and they weren't used to being drunk because they're part horse, uh, <laughs> so they got really rowdy. And there was a big fight, um, and yeah, there's like a list of um, centaurs and lapiths that died at the big fight at the wedding, uh, and Hoplius uh, is not one of them. Oh, so this is this is very like lore friendly. Like this is this is canon. I got it. This is yeah 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 <laughs> canon canon that Hoplius, who didn't die at the centaur thing, probably I don't know died at a stupid turn. At a... <laughs> On a wagon. Oh gosh. Uh, gosh. Thank you so much, Greg. Uh, thank you, uh, Hoplius, for joining the Gorgon Show. Um, the the best uh, Taraxippus there was. You goddamn right. Uh, <laughs> have a, have a lot of fun at the the, the MadCon panels today. Uh, oh, I will. I'll be here all day. You. Yeah, yeah. Tony, Tony, or Trooper, don't forget to eat. Uh, this this fellow has had just a monster. I watched him drink, half, drink a monster. Half a monster. Half, I'm sorry, We're just not... a, just half a monster. No food. No food. Please, <laughs> please be gentle. Please be gentle. <laughs> we got a break. We got a break after your, John and I's panel, and before we get back into uh, crowdfunding. So I'll I'll get some food then. Yeah. Uh, cool. I'm gonna go skedaddle for right now. Um, have fun. Uh, have fun with a great panel with John. Thank you so much, Greg. Take it easy. Thank you for listening to Sunday Showcase on the Mutual Audio Network. We invite you to continue the amazing audio tomorrow on Mutual with the Monday Matinee. Our weekly series of dramatic, theatrical, classic, eclectic, and live radio dramas. You can subscribe to the full Mutual Audio Network feed every day for the world's largest curated collection of audio drama. Or find the Monday Matinee feed in your favorite podcast players. See you tomorrow at the matinee, and thanks so much for listening. The Mutual Audio Network. Listening and imagining together. 